Welcome to the MedSoup Podcast, where we talk about trending healthcare topics. I'm your host, Laura Schumacher. Let's dig in. Today, we're talking with Dr. Benny Chong of Paragon Colorectal Care. Paragon Colorectal Care is a division of Paragon Surgical in Concord, North Carolina. Dr. Chong completed his fellowship training in colon and rectal surgery at the Orlando Health Colon and Rectal Clinic in Orlando, Florida. He has a special interest in treating rectal cancer and anal rectal disorders. Dr. Chong is board certified and is experienced in both traditional and robotic surgical techniques. Over the past 50 years, Paragon Surgical Specialist has earned a reputation of excellence by combining technical proficiency, advanced surgical techniques, and compassionate care. Each day, they strive to set the standard for general, thoracic, laparoscopic, vascular, and cancer surgery in the region. So hi, Dr. Chong. Thanks for joining us today. Hello. So we're going to discuss understanding hemorrhoids and when to seek the help of a medical professional. Dr. Chong's with us today. Um, Can you just explain the basics of what a hemorrhoid is? Sure. Now, I have you know that one of my mentors told me before, everyone is born with two arms, two legs, and three hemorrhoids. So just because you notice it does not mean that it just started. (laughs) Hemorrhoids are actually, uh, the easiest way to think about it is they are a collection of blood vessels inside and stuff that we do throughout our lifetime, such as in females having babies sit in the pelvis, pushing and straining because of childbirth, um, constipation, pushing and straining on the toilet, heavy lifting, crossfitters, all these things will lead to these balloons of blood vessels to inflate and they can never deflate to the same size. So over time, when you do things like this over 20, 30, 40 years, you notice complaints of hemorrhoids. So crossfitters? Heavy lifting, pushing and straining and bearing down while you hold your breath, that increases intra-abdominal pressure and you notice a lot of pressure right at the level of the stomach and also right at the level of the butt. Wow. So I guess this is pretty common condition. Very common. So, you know, you talked about who typically gets hemorrhoids, but are there other risk factors um, in terms of diet or um, other lifestyle factors that can contribute? Yeah, one of the main things that I see is patients with a prolonged history of constipation or even diarrhea. Um, in terms of the constipation, is because a lot of patients spend quite a bit of time sitting on a toilet and they can't evacuate, so they have to push and push. And again, this just leads to eventual prolapse or popping out of these hemorrhoids. So how do you know that you have them? I mean, if is it just discomfort or what? what are some of the symptoms someone might experience? Uh, one of the actually more common symptoms is bleeding and protrusion of tissue. Um, What a lot of patients report is they feel a lot of swelling in the backside after a bowel movement that subsides over time. Um, It feels kind of squishy, if you will, after a bowel movement, and then that area just kind of goes away. So how would they know when to call a doctor when it was serious enough to have something addressed? So definitely if you have new onset of pain in the bottom, Um, you should be concerned because there are many different things that can pose or that can present as pain, such as, you know, something that's benign as a tear because of constipation or benign like a hemorrhoid. 
but you can also have other things going on that may cause you pain. Um, and then other symptoms that hemorrhoids can you know, present themselves with are you know, just prolapsing or protrusion of tissue um, and the like. So you're saying that there could be another condition going on and this is just, you know, they're ha experiencing symptoms where it may or may not be hemorrhoids. It, it could be because of something else going on. Correct. So if you have any persistence of symptoms that don't go away or new onset of symptoms that persist, then definitely should seek help. Well, you see all the commercials about, you know, preparation H and different home remedies that you can use, but um, is is that kind of like a, a false security for something like that? Or should they, you know, anytime they have a discomfort back there, should they, you know, discuss, you know, have an initial discussion with a physician? Well, I definitely agree with trying over-the-counter approaches first, because again, if it's something sinister, it shouldn't go away with over-the-counter treatments. Okay. Um, but if you don't get any relief, something something like that, then you should see treatment. So you're saying that once a hemorrhoid develops, it may reduce, but doesn't necessarily go away. Is that true? Uh, yes, that is true. Some of your symptoms may improve over time, especially if you can modify the aggravating factors. But usually, because of the nature of the disease, um, it it will eventually get worse. So what requires surgery? I mean, wh what stage does it need to get to when they, when someone actually needs to seek the help of a surgeon? So actually, hemorrhoid treatment is very personal. The exact same hemorrhoid may cause one person no issues at all, while someone else may come with the exact same hemorrhoid and say, oh my God, cut these things off. I cannot stand them. <laughs> so I counsel all my patients, the surgery sucks. You will hate me. However, my recommendation for treatment will depend on how these things bother you so why why are they going to hate it so much is it that uncomfortable or what what happens after during and after surgery yeah hemorrhoid surgery is not a fun entity um back in the day you know surgeons had to go in and just really remove these areas and repair them with sutures and most patients who have undergone a hemorrhoidectomy will tell you they remember the pain oh gosh so what type of surgery do you use now? So hemorrhoidectomy is definitely one way that we still practice uh, to remove hemorrhoids, which is the tried and true method. And then there are newer methods um, to treat prolapsing hemorrhoids, such as a transanal hemorrhoidal dearterialization, which is a method where I have a device for the hospital that I can identify blood flow to the hemorrhoids and tie these areas off. And the same stitch is carried outwards tacked onto the hemorrhoid and secured upstream. The beauty of the procedure is there's no cutting involved. However, it's still a very effective hemorrhoid treatment. And then the lesser of all this is hemorrhoidal banding in clinic, where we actually secure a hemorrhoidal bundle with a tight rubber band, and over time that area will scar down and shrivel up. So how long would they have to deal with that before it scars and shrivels up so usually it falls off within a week or so however during the time period patients have minimal to no complaints how do they continue to have bowel movements in recovery from the surgery i mean that's 
that's got to be the uncomfortable part. It definitely is. And so again, the main thing that I stress to them is you need to change your dietary habits, which again, it's one of the more common causes of hemorrhoids in the first place. Okay. So when they're recovering, they may have a special diet that helps is more softer stool or would they use a stool softener or something like that? Yep. Stool softener is plenty of fiber, plenty of water and Miralax if needed and really just avoiding constipation. Um, so if someone has hemorrhoids, um, and it's not severe enough to where they feel like they need to have have it addressed, but it's uncomfortable during the day. So some of the things that they can do are the home remedies, uh, over-the-counter medications and dietary changes. Yep, I would start with that first. Um, just one other thing. If, so if someone has surgery, what are the chances that their hemorrhoids will return? So if we can alter all the lifestyle habits that cause hemorrhoids in the first place, then it is highly unlikely they will return. However, from what I've seen, most patients will regress to their previous ways. And so hemorrhoids do return. But again, treatment is only offered depending on how the severity of symptoms. And this is pretty much any age, correct? I mean, adults. Correct. But it could be young adults, older adults. Yep. It sure is because of exercise nowadays, actually doing CrossFit and, you know, things like that. Is there a better exercise that somebody who wants to live like a decently healthy lifestyle and be aware of, you know, the risk for colon cancer and hemorrhoids and other GI issues? What, what are some of the things that, that you'd recommend? I think the main thing is when you do heavy lifting, don't hold your breath. Most people hold their breath. And that's when you get the increase in intra-abdominal um, pressure. But if you're able to isolate muscle groups, exhale when you deep uh, when you perform heavy lifting, then it should limit the amount of you know, damage or the um, amount of um, worsening of hemorrhoids. That's interesting because I don't think most people think about that. They don't think I am. I'm doing exercise. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to get hemorrhoids because of the way I'm holding my breath during CrossFit. So yep. uh, interesting to know. When um, patients have issues going on on their backside, how do you make them feel more comfortable about talking about these things? Because some some people feel like it's taboo, but I mean, it's it's so common, but they're kind of afraid to talk about it. A lot of times I just bring them down and to a certain level and say, you are not special. Everyone has hemorrhoids um, to try to generalize everything and, you know, tell them that I've seen this before. I've seen patients who are very uncomfortable and I'm going to have a chaperone with me. And you really let me know when is an uncomfortable point where you need me to stop the exam. And would someone self-refer to you or do they need to be referred through their primary care physician? I think for the most part, it's going to be dependent on um, a patient's insurance. Okay. So if they if they have questions about that, they can call the office. And, and if they need to have a referral by their um, primary care, then, then Paragon can see that that gets done. Yeah, we will. Okay, great. Thank you.